Welcome to the Cutaways Podcast. I'm Justine. And I'm Ashley. Every week on our show, we turn on Netflix to watch a romantic comedy, and we're watching them in chronological order. We started in 1918, and we do this to kind of gain insight, context to the genre, explore it, and because uh, we're having a lot of fun doing it. Um, so hey Ashley, what are we watching today? Today we are watching 1942's Miss Annie Rooney. Ooh. I don't know why it's called that, but it's called I that. I bet the main character's name is, is Annie Rooney. Yeah. <laughs> Just throwing it out there. That's good. Well, do you want to know what it's about? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, Netflix has the description of... A poor inventor's daughter falls head over heels for the son of a millionaire rubber magnet. But joining his daunting social circle proves difficult. Okay, when I hear when I hear this description, I think of two things. Okay. I think of Belle from Beauty and the Beast. Ooh, yes. Poor inventor's daughter. Yes. I also think that this is like the same plot line to Pretty in Pink. I guess so. I just want to know what a rubber magnet is. It's a title of uh, the person. I don't know. He this made is... millions, millions of dollars on rubber. Okay, that's and an interesting. It's an interesting thing to make millions of dollars off of. I don't. Well, well, it, it makes sense because of the war. They were very ah, short on it. Ah, yes, it does make sense now. Mm-hmm. See, you you bring me back to reality. It's the context. See the <laughs> yes. context. <laughs> we need lots of that. Especially after the that one movie we watched. <laughs> that doesn't have a name. The movie shall not be named. <laughs> nope, it's like the Voldemort of our podcast. Yep. Um, this movie stars Shirley Temple, William Gargan, and Guy Kibbe. Kibbe? Yeah. Okay. That's a weird name. Kibbe! <laughs> That's how I wanted to say it, yeah. but I, it's a dude, so I felt like he might not You're like that. Guy Kibbe! Yeah. <laughs> um, it was directed by Edward, Edwin, not Edward, Edwin L. Marin. Mm-hmm. I, I, uh, the only person I've heard of is Shirley Temple. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a Shirley Temple vehicle. I think she's like a teenager in this i don't know if like she's getting like out of her young tap dancing shirley temple days and i don't know it might be weird i didn't i don't really know a lot about shirley temple after she grew up i have no idea what became of her because i used to watch like shirley temple movies all the time when i was little oh yeah yeah like the uh animal crackers in my soup monkeys and rabbits loop hey we don't have the copyright for that <laughs> It is a, probably a song that is out of copyright date, and secondly, I sang it, so that makes it a cover. Okay. <laughs> well, Netflix says, what I am interested in, because it says it's a comedy, but it's also a drama, that it's feel-good and heartfelt, I feel like we're gonna learn something, I don't know. Well, all Shirley Temple movies, you learn something. Oh, goody. It's one of those movies... Um, it's also rated three stars, so not as good as the last one, but... That's uh, average. Yeah. Average will be good. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. You ready to watch it? Yeah. All right, let's go. And we're back. There you go. <laughs> I stole your line. That's okay. You never use it. I know. Well, you do it all the time. You're always, like, immediately after, like, we're back. Because it's fun. I know. You like doing it. Okay. We just watched uh, Miss Annie Rooney. It's a movie. Um, yeah, it's a movie. It's in color. Yeah. John Hughes totally stole the premise. Yep. I predicted. I called it. <laughs> I believe I called it in the intro that it sounded exactly like Pretty in Pink. And it was. It was totally Pretty in Pink. It, like, she even gets a pink dress, guys. Yes. Yeah, there is, yeah. He stole. Boy, did he steal. John Hughes. At least the general premise. Yeah. I mean, I think he perfected it in a way, because Pretty in Pink is the quintessential coming-of-age kind of, like, teenage girl movie. This was more girl wanting to be out of her social status 
after reading Pygmalion. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think he, he definitely, he stole. Actually, we can't say he stole. We cannot find any connection whether or not no, he did I, anything. I would like to do but, even further research to see if anybody has even said, hey, these two movies are really similar. Yeah. But on the IMDb and Wikipedia, nothing connects the two movies. No. So, yeah, it was it was interesting. It's it's a teenage Shirley Temple movie. In New York. Yeah. It's very big on its slang and mm-hmm. understand like half the time I didn't understand really what was going on. I loved I loved teenage <laughs> uh 40s slang. Well, normally I was a little confused cuz uh teenage movies and other teenage like that stuff wasn't big until the 50s, wasn't there? Yeah. The boom of the teenager wasn't until the 50s. And this is 1942. I think it's experimenting with where their market is, trying to kind of do something fresh. Um, one of the big complaints that I had about this was that it was putting children, or teenagers, which who are still technically children, in adult situations. Like, there were 15-year-olds driving. They're, they're dealing with wanting love a little early in my opinion but that's exactly where it was in this time frame like this there this is the beginning of teenager before they were teenagers you just were an adult you were tiny and then you were an adult (laughs) child adult there was no this is the beginnings of teenage life what it was yeah it's so you have the characters who are kind of like mini adults and then you have like the more um outcast, you know, ruffians who are what we would think of as classic teenagers. Yeah, it's not like they were doing anything bad. I guess. It's, it was just strange. I think it's a clear depiction of the times. Yeah, I don't know much about the time. I know very little about the 40s. It's kind of, aside from World War II, I mean, that's what you focus on. You don't get to talk too much about the culture at the time in school it's you're mostly talking about the war because that was the big thing that happened during that generation so Mm -hmm. yes i i I see your point it's it's definitely interesting to look at it from that point of view it still bothered me because i look at shirley temple and i'm like you are a child but she's 14 but she is child look at her she has a baby face she, her little the the guy that she was uh, got paired with, he looked like he was ten, and I was concerned. Oh, I I like it because she is actually fourteen and she's playing a fourteen year old. You don't see that these days. The kids no. looked like kids. They were kid age. Yeah, no, I appreciate that fact. It's just I I don't know. Maybe I just grew out of it. Maybe I just don't. I don't want to see kids. I don't know. I'm old. <laughs> you're old. <laughs> I just feel like you're a baby. Stop worrying about this. You have your whole life ahead of you. You don't need to get married. You don't need to find your happy ending just yet because you're nowhere near your ending. Things were different in the 40s. <laughs> okay. I will try and look at it from that perspective, but at the same time, I'm just like, you're the same age as uh, some of my cousins, and I can't deal with that right now please stop (laughs) okay so we meet our our annie rooney um she's reading in her bedroom she's meeting she's reading pygmalion of course she's ah why can't everyone have a hero which they kept calling him the hero they never actually called him by his name you only ever heard one of the characters names from pygmalion which was liza have you ever read pygmalion yes i haven't i've seen the movie too oh tell us my fair lady Oh. That's Pygmalion. I gotcha. Yeah. I got it. Um, and then her bestie calls her. Oh, yes. <laughs> Love that. Her I name was, like, was Myrtle. Myrtle. I was like, that's us. That's <laughs> us right there. Her bestie calls her and they're talking about books together. I'm like, that is us. <laughs> that is what we do on our off days that we're not recording this podcast. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Only we text. We text more yeah, than we call. Yeah, we don't call each other ever. <laughs> Who calls? No. No. What is that? What? What is this, 1942? (laughs) But, uh, yeah, so she's reading her book, and they're fantasizing about sophisticated life and being being better. 
is how yeah, I took it. Yeah, because, you know, they're not white trash or anything. They're just poor-ish. Yeah. No, I get it. I get it. At least they have a house. Yeah, for now. <laughs> um. So pretty much Andy and pretty and pink. Yeah. There. <laughs> That's what I'm going to say after, like, every point we make. Let us, let us point out. <laughs> That her name in Pretty in Pink is Andy, mm-hmm. and her name in this movie is Annie. Yep. There is just one letter difference. Yep. He changed a D, guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and uh, Annie lives with her father and grandfather. Same thing in Pretty in Pink. No grandfather in Pretty Pink, but there is missing mother. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's just a general, that's become a trope. Mm-hmm. To be honest, you have the the young girl living with her father, no no other adult female presence, um, who wants to to find love. I think that is a big big trope of yeah. Hollywood. Um, but her dad, he he's the he's basically Belle's dad in Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, and he's trying to always get his dad to bankroll his crazy ideas. Yeah, partially, but I also feel like he wants his dad to understand that the way that he sees the world is a little bit different than his dad. His, 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 her grandpa uh, used to be an old Irish cop, um, which is a big thing for Irish people, I guess. He's Irish, and he yeah. was a cop. And he was a cop, yes. Um, but he kept that job, and he kept on the beat until, I guess, I'm assuming Annie's mother died and then came to live with his son and granddaughter to help. Yeah, he does the cooking. Yeah. And uh, so he always viewed the world as you work your job and that's that's your life. Yeah. I do feel like Annie's dad, Mr. Rooney, had a different viewpoint that they were pushing during the times. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. This whole, like, make your own man. Well, especially during this time. Yeah. Because during this time, technically, he should have went off to war. Mm-hmm. He should have been at least, or at least had that been a factor. You can't, they, they couldn't really worry about jobs at that time because it was a big deal what was going on. Yeah. Um, okay. So, Annie's got this friend, Joey, who's, like, ducky. In Pretty in Pink, pretty much exactly. I will give Pretty in Pink credit, though. Ducky doesn't disappear halfway through the movie. Right, <laughs> right. See, see, there are different movies. Um, but they're exactly the same. Yeah, so Joey totally, he's into Annie. Like, they oh, would be totally into Annie. Yeah, they would be dating. Would be, maybe. But he's also a drummer. He carries around his drums. Yeah, who doesn't love a drummer? skins, as he calls them. <laughs> Oh my god, and then so much teenage slang. Loved it. Oh, there was so much. Like, the, the when she answers the door, he's like, what's up, sugar puss? Yeah. And she says, nothing much, Superman. Yeah! <laughs> I loved it. Well, and then Grandpa was in on it. Yeah, like, Grandpa was cool. Grandpa understood the, the slang. He yeah. could talk to them. He had to translate for uh, his son, Mr. Rooney. Mm-hmm. Um, at that point in time, that was that was pretty good. That was a nice gag. Mm-hmm. And they also have this landlord neighbor woman. She's creepy. Who is also single, and is, yeah, she's creepy because she keeps trying to get with Mr. Rooney, being like, you need a wife, I, I need a husband. <laughs> she needs a mother, look at me. Here's a pie. <laughs> Where's the rent? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, when he's not, like, giving her any what she wants, she's like, okay, now give me the money for the rent. Come on. Yeah, we need the money. It was weird. It was weird. Yeah, because Dad's not paying the rent. No, Grandpa is. Yep. They're essentially living off of uh, Grandpa's police eh, pension fund. Yep. So. They have no income. Also, their rent is only $35 a month. I know. In New York. In a giant apartment yeah. with three bedrooms. Yeah. Like, Ugh. where where did that exist? Where can I find this? And why can't we have it back? <laughs> okay, so the dad's latest scheme 
is he wants to make rubber out of milkweed. Yep. That's his thing. Okay. Yeah. That's apparent. That was like a myth in the, during all of those shortages, they tried to figure out different ways to do things, which actually brought on lots of things that we use today. Mm-hmm. Um, like Teflon was an accident in when they were trying to reproduce rubber. Um, and trying to find different chemicals and stuff like that. Uh, there's a couple other that I can't think of right now. I thought I wrote them down. Not wrote them down. I wrote them down in history class, uh, six years ago. (laughs) So we're not there anymore. So, um, oh yeah. So Annie goes out with her friend Joey and they're going to Myrtle's house for a little get together. Yeah. What did she call it? It wasn't a party. It was a... It's like a gig or something. Yeah, she said it was a gig. It was a gig. A gig is not, a gig is not a, it's an informal party. Yeah, formal get together. Yeah. Um, but his, uh, Joey is like, not really a car buff, but he make, he made his own car. He's like, um. He's like Ducky. (laughs) Yeah. He's like Ducky, but with cars. Ducky was more clothes. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that, there we go. He yeah. is ducky, guys. And it's pretty much like, oh, yeah, anybody can, you know, buy a car. I made one. Yeah, you know? what's it to you? Yeah. So, yeah, they're going to the party, and they're driving in his car called Anastasia. Or Anastasia. Or Anastasia. I think he said both. <laughs> I don't know. Like, there were times where it was just like, where are you going with this dude? But she's trying to have, like, this existential moment with him. Because mm-hmm. she's trying to, re- like, gauge his... Sophistication. Yeah, his, like... he want- She wants to know what his depth is. I think that's how she explained it. And she's like, but look at the moon. Let's just, let's just stare at the moon off in the distance and try to understand our place in the world. And so he looks up in the moon while he's driving mm-hmm. and then rear ends somebody. Who happens to be, da-da-da, Mr. White. Not the Breaking Bad Mr. White. No. <laughs> he is not the one who knocks. No, we run into the love interest. Yep. Who has blonde hair and glasses. Yeah. He's a bit of a cad. You think? If you picture um, Leonardo DiCaprio in uh, The Great Gatsby. Oh, yeah, he was. Mm-hmm. And he said old man instead of old sport. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't. I didn't really like that that part. I was just like, just just call. Don't do that. Just call each other like. No, but he names. was like a rich society guy. No, he totally was. Which I don't understand how he ended up in that neighborhood. Because <laughs> New York is very neighborhood centric, and mm-hmm. that kind of leads to people being somewhat segregated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know what, yeah. Don't know what he was doing, but he was there. They rear-end him. He was just a plot device. Yeah, and of course he's like, here's my card, old man. Yeah. So, who, what teenager has a card? He's high society. That's how they did things. He is acting like an adult. He's acting like his father, pretty much. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know. I just wanted children to be children. I know. But then, <laughs> like, what I did like about him is that he did the old like era of um thinking about the lady like he's like oh i don't want the lady to stand on the street she'll be embarrassed or something like like the the chival- what, what, yeah. what we would or what would have been described as chivalry yeah but just it's, it's very victorian era yeah it's not it's not common or not common to see it around at all today but there were clear rules of etiquette. Yes. Which I wonder if that still exists in high society now. Like, if there's still that lingering aspect. I think a little bit like people stand at the table when the, the lady enters and exits. Like, that kind of thing. Yeah. Very Downton Abbey-esque. Yeah. Um, so, he offers to drive... Annie and essentially uh, Joey to the party since their their vehicle is is down. But Joey does not want to. He's actually they're stuck in the middle of the street. 
The police have now come over and are yelling at him to get the the hunk of metal out of the street because they're blocking traffic. Mm -hmm. And Joey is very insistent that he needs to fix this car. He doesn't need help from it. Yeah, he doesn't need help from anyone, for, like, that matter. Mm Mm-hmm. And, uh, so Annie goes with, uh... Marty. Marty, who... Who He's being very nice, and for... He's a gentleman. Yeah, for not knowing anything about people or where he's at. Mm Mm-hmm. He, yes, he's very chivalrous, in a way. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but he takes her to the party, and, uh, you have this kind of setup with Joey, because he's very adamant, where you have the classic teenager love triangle. Mm Mm-hmm. You have... Two boys, one girl, and one guy is oblivious to the whole jealousy situation, and the other and just gonna do what he can. And then you have Joey, who doesn't want anything from anybody, and not necessarily expects the girl to swoon over him, but... I think he's already, like, staked a claim on Annie. Yes. Yes, exactly. So... He's put in the hours. <laughs> He is the uh, Jacob of the triangle, while Marty is the Edward. There. <laughs> but first, uh, Annie teaches Marty how to dance. Yes, they get to the party, and Annie teaches uh, Marty how to do the jitterbug because he's never done it before. Because he's all stuffy and is only waltzing. Yeah, what did he call, what did they say? He was like a pussy willow or a, it was something puss. Was it, like, grumpy puss? Something like that. It was something to allude to the fact that you're stuck up and stiff. Mm Mm-hmm. He was stiff. Yes, very much so, especially in his dancing. Um, But then Joey shows up at the party hours later, as Myrtle says. Yes. And he dances with Myrtle instead. Myrtle has a clear crush on Joey. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. That was established even when they were on the phone. When she was asking about Joey. Mm-hmm. And Joey is oblivious to this fact because he is blinded by the beauty that is Annie Rooney. Mm-hmm. And he try when he first comes in, he tries to get Annie to dance. And she's like, no, no, back off, dude. So that's when well, he Well, she does what was proper and says, after this number. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Know, we're yeah. dancing right now, but yeah, the next one. Yeah. I, I don't I think that just didn't make any sense in, to me because they were done dan- or they had stopped dancing to like go over and talk to him so I'm like you can't really say no to him right now for that reason. It was she it was clearly because she didn't want to dance with him. She is smitten with Marty. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Smitten is like I think she's a little bit more than smitten. Mhm. Yes. Um so Joey cuts a rug with Myrtle, and they have a big splashy dance number until he falls into his drum. Which was horrible. Everyone was laughing at him, and I felt so bad because yeah. those drums are expensive. Yeah, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> Poor drum. Why? Um, so then, after they've done some more dancing, it cuts. It does a time cut to uh, Annie and Marty and Joey walking down the steps to go outside to go go home. And when they go outside, it is pouring down rain. Mm-hmm. Like, these are massive, hail-sized rain droplets. And Joey's car, since he built it himself, is still a hand crank car. Yeah, and it doesn't have a roof. Nope, no roof. So it is flooded. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, it's fine. It rains. It's letting up. Yeah, it's almost over. It's going to be done soon. Yeah. When it clearly was not. He's just trying to crank it, and he opens up the top of the engine, and just water gushes out in a waterfall. Yeah, and he's like, oh, I just got to I just gotta dry this, and yeah. he pulls out a soaking wet towel to try and dry the, uh, the engine head off. Yeah, so Marty's like, I can take you guys home. I got this car. It's, it's a real car with a roof and everything. Yeah. I can just, you know, you can leave yeah. Anastasia here and we'll come pick her up tomorrow. Yeah. And, of course, Joey is, no, no, no. Won't take help from anybody. Annie goes with uh, Marty and they're in the car. He's taking a shortcut through the park. 
which she points out is actually much longer. And he says, I didn't think you'd mind. And she's like, oh, no, I don't. <laughs> um, but then it's, she knows it stops raining, and she's like, oh, it'd be wonderful if you could put the top down, but you'd have to get out. And boom, he's got automatic convertible. This guy yeah. is fly. <laughs> he's definitely in the money. Mm-hmm. We're in the money. So she wishes... Next, Annie wishes that they could stop and look at the moon, and she quotes Romeo and Juliet. And then he quotes it back to her, and it's all very, as the term that we used in high school, makes you want to throw up all chocolate hearts and kisses. (laughs) Okay, then the next day she's cleaning the house, and she's waiting for the call. Yes, yes, the trope of waiting for the boy to call. And we've all been there, ladies. I, I understand. It has happened. But this is a society of word you have, like... Yes, no, I know. This is where it started and where it, it comes from, essentially. With a telephone before, it was literally waiting for them to call by sending their card around. Yes. <laughs> yes, but with a telephone, she can't, she can't call him herself. Right, right. It's not that type of way yet. But you know what he does? Oh, wait, we have the, the conversation... With Myrtle. Myrtle comes over. Oh, yeah. And then she just random. she has, like, a five-second conversation and then leaves. Yeah. There was no point for her. She's like, weren't you gonna, no talkie-talkie on the phony today? Yep. (laughs) This is literally how they talked. And just leaves while Grandpa overhears their conversation. Grandpa knows what's up. Grandpa is, like, on it with the whole parenting thing. Yeah. Which is surprising with how his son turned out. (laughs) Maybe that's why he's so on it, because he knows how it is. Um, so yeah, Myrtle comes over for a hot second and leaves, and then there's a knock on the door, and it's a courier with roses for Miss Rooney. Yes. Which she calls red roses, but they are literally pink roses. I think this might have been a... Mm, I've seen in some instances where the film is said to be black and white, so I don't know if it was post-colored. No, it's not post-colored. Mm-mm, it couldn't have been post-colored. But it's not the Technicolor. No, it's definitely not a Technicolor. I but mean, it like, still their teeth looked pink. blue. Yeah. But the, the, the roses wouldn't show that color of pink. Otherwise, her dress would have technically been red then. Well, then the script said red, and the props person got pink. <laughs> well, Shirley Temple, you done fucked up, because you should have said pink. Maybe they thought it was a black and white movie. Maybe. Okay, whatever. Um, yeah, it was definitely the whole, he's not gonna call, I'm sad. Knock, knock, roses! Oh, he's so sweet. Let me swoon some more. He is sweet. He sent roses. I don't know. I've never gotten flowers. See? What are you talking about? Yeah. I know. <laughs> I'd like some flowers. Hint, hint, Drew. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so then we cut to this weird memory book that she has that has two pages of first with Marty. Yeah. It was like first movie. And then she like sprinkles some roses and falls back on the chair and lays her head down like she's like in slow motion almost. Yeah, she is in puppy love. Then we cut to uh, breakfast at Marty's house. Oh yeah, with his mom and dad. Yep. His dad seems much nicer than his mother. Yeah, I think it was cute because he's, like, trying to talk slang with his folks, and his folks are like, what has gotten into you, demon child? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is, like, when, uh, Rock, it reminds me of, like, the stories that my grandmother used to tell about when rock music came out, and the parents just freaked out because it was going to cause impure thoughts and all that stuff Mm -hmm. that was how they were reacting and i was like this is way over the top for just a few slang words yeah nothing like cat and yeah (laughs) and he wasn't even saying anything like he wasn't going to the extremes that we've already seen with joey and annie previously Mm -hmm. um with their with uh, annie's grandfather and father so 
Uh, so he's telling his parents, specifically he's telling his mom about this wonderful gal, Miss Annie Rooney. And she's like, how could you like this girl you have nothing in common with? And yeah. he's like, I got lots in common with her. But she's like, I've never heard of this woman in society. No. No. <laughs> well, and her, her dad, her, his dad goes something along the lines of, Rooney? That name sounds like an Irish cop. And he <laughs> goes, uh, well... That's not Annie, but that's her grandfather. <laughs> it's like, what? What's wrong with an Irish cop? Is there something really wrong inherently with Irish no, people? No, but being there cops? were stigmas against Irish. I, yes, I knew there were stigmas against Irish, but you're still cops. And there's still disrespect going around. What's up? I don't know. So uh, his mom is setting up invitations for his 16th birthday party. Yes. Which is weird that she's, like, doing... Well, she's like, I've invited five boys and six girls for your birthday party. And he's like, well, can I invite my who I want to invite? And she's like, no, I've been doing this since you were a baby, essentially. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay. And then he's like, well, can I invite Annie? He's, she's like, no, I don't see why that would be appropriate. It's like, you've never even met this girl. Mm-mm. Calm down. It's not going to ruin your reputation when there is, you're having this freaking party at your house. Mm-hmm. No one in extreme high society should care that much. And if you do care, I'm sorry for your life. She it cuts to uh, Marty stealing an invitation. Mm-hmm. He addresses it and sends it to Annie himself. Mm-hmm. It arrives at her house. And I still don't understand the double envelope thing. I don't know why. Maybe this is just a thing that I've never experienced ever. But it comes in a a shipping envelope, and then there's another envelope inside of that envelope that holds the card and the invitation. I get it. Maybe it's an East Coast thing. We love our envelopes on the East Coast. (laughs) Um, So Annie really wants to go, but she knows that she's going to need... A evening dress, a wrap, and sandals. And her dad just quit his job. Oh, yeah, her dad just quit his job. What a jerk. He quit because he was trying to sell the milkweed idea to his boss, and his boss was just like... Why don't you just do your job? Yeah. (laughs) And so he was just like, fine, whatever, I quit. And his grandpa is really... Or her grandpa is really upset. Yeah. Because they have no income. No, I know. I would be too. I understand where, where Grandpa Grandpa Rooney is coming from. But still, I, I kind of still understand Mr. Rooney's point of a job should just be a job. And, mm-hmm. you know, you do what you have to do to, to survive. But you also have your passion projects. What he did was stupid. He should have kept his job and worked on his passion project on the side, mm-hmm. which he was originally doing. Um, but I, I do understand both sides. Yeah, well, they are also trying to keep this from Annie, that they are dirt poor broke. Yes. She kind of acknowledges it, though. I think she already kind of, like, assumed... She doesn't know that he, her dad has quit the job. Yeah. Because she believes that she's not going to be able to go to the party because she doesn't think that they can afford the dress and and then they lie and say no 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 we can get you a dress yes they totally like boldface lie to her face and uh so then they go shopping well papa papa rooney goes shopping with the girls Mm -hmm. and daddy rooney that's how we're gonna go with it uh goes back to try and get his job and uh, and get a raise Mm -hmm. he's determined that that's what's going to happen and he's going to, he tells his father to wait at the dress shop to, so that he can just bring the money down and they'll, they'll buy, the, buy the dress. But they're at the dress shop. They've been waiting for, it seems like, a significant amount of time. And lo and behold, Daddy Rooney calls and says, didn't work out, didn't get my job back. Mm-hmm. They're angry at me. Not going to be able to. So, Grandpa tells, lies to Annie and lies to the dress lady and says, oh, well, he's he's going to come and pick it up after he gets off work um, and drop off the check. He can't make it now. Mm-hmm. And shop lady is upset. This is like, well, can't you put a deposit down? 
And they're like, nah, bro, we can't do that. And so then he does a very sweet grandpa thing to yeah. do. Goes to the bank and pledges his pension papers as collateral. To get a loan. To get a loan for $100. Yeah. To get her her dress, her wrap, and her shoes. Oh. And it's very sweet. And grandpa's rock. Yeah, he's the best. Yeah. Well, and I think a lot of grandpas are like, my grandpa was like that, so he's just, he, they're just cool dudes. Um, so, yeah. But then the dress! Yes, I wanted you to cover the dress because you were, like, dead. I did die. <laughs> this is the moment I died. She comes out, it's the same dress! It's the same dress as Bernie and Vic. It is the same dress. <laughs> it's pretty close. It's, like, the same ugly dress. <laughs> I thought it was cute. No, it was good in this one. It was ugly in the other movie. Oh, yeah. Well, it's because she took the dress, Andy takes the dress, and then redoes it. Yep. It's, it's the same. It's a pink dress. It's the same dress. It's the same dress. It's, yes. This I is am pretty very, in pink. I, I did die. <laughs> I was like, there it is. There it is. Yes, you kept pointing and, and <laughs> saying things that were inaudible. <laughs> Yeah, I missed the whole half of the movie saying, like, look at her dress! <laughs> it was a good five minutes that you were, you were stunned. Um, yeah. So Annie goes to the party. No, no, no. Um, uh, her date comes, picks, picks her up. Oh, yeah. This is the part I was way more into your reaction to this than, than you were, or than I, to the movie. Wait, first of all, Marty comes over and Annie's dad is being a doof and it's just trying to talk up him, being like, oh, yeah, your dad's this great big rubber guy. Let me talk you up. Yeah, here, let me sell you this product to this 16-year-old. Yeah, and then Myrtle comes over because she wants to see the dress, and then Joey comes over, and, like, even the landlord lady comes over. They all wanted to see her in the dress. Well, I thought the landlord lady came over after she had left. She's like... No, 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 because she said she looked like a bride. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Need I remind you, she's 14! Yep. Well, she said she was much too young to actually be a bride. Well, that's good, but she's 14. Mm-hmm. Okay, then they take the car, and we have a little scene in the car where um, Marty's like, it's our, it's our... It's our anniversary. It's our second anniversary, our two-week two anniversary. <laughs> they are babies! Seriously, I, I know this was a thing in high school. We all did this to our, our high school boyfriends or our middle school boyfriends, if you had one. And it was adorable then. <laughs> you turned bitter in your old age. I have turned bitter in my old age. <laughs> you just, like, point at children crossing the street. You're like, you're a baby. <laughs> Don't do those things. <laughs> Listen to your mother. <laughs> um... So then they get, he gets slightly distracted again, and he almost runs a red light, but he stops. Yes. And then she gets a little tossed a little, so his arm, he, he holds her so she doesn't, like, hit the car. I don't know. So his well, arm, there are no seatbelts. Right. Yeah, seatbelts weren't invented yet. Yeah. So his arm is around her, and they're really close, and of course he leans in and kisses her on the cheek, which was Shirley Temple's first on-screen kiss. Oh, mm -hmm. that's cute. Uh, yeah, that was, that was, a, it was cute. I will give him that. Mm-hmm. Uh, babies now. Babies. <laughs> um, yeah, so they get to the party, and... Mama is pissed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. And everyone, like, the kitchen staff is pissed, the, the waiters well, yeah. are pissed. They totally messed up the place settings. Yes, and... At one point... They one gotta of, redistribute the food! And and uh, they were ranting about how um, the, the the waiters were... When they were redoing the, the setting after Annie goes upstairs and meets the horrible bratty girls. Mm -hmm. um, they're, they're talking about how 13 dining together is a sin. It's, it's so shameful. And well, yeah, because you have the two at the head of the table now. Come on, it's just not done in high society. Well, yeah, the only thing I could think of is again Harry Potter, and I had did not make a Harry Potter reference on the last episode, so it's happening now. 
Get it, girl. <laughs> when 13 died, the first to rise is the first to die. God, you can, you can find a Harry Potter quote <laughs> anywhere. They exist in my brain. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Just everywhere. Okay, so yeah. Um, Annie goes to the powder room with all the other ladies and waiting. And is that what they're called? They're waiting. They're ladies. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> but they are bitches. They be bitches. <laughs> yeah. They are snooty, high class, uppity bitches. Yeah, she was so nice and she introduces herself and It's exactly like Kaylee and Firefly where she goes to the shindig. It is! She had a pink dress too! Ah <laughs> This is a thing. My life is ruined. <laughs> We're always going to be finding something to relate back to this movie. Like, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's just like that where they diss her and it's like, you like horses? Blah, 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 blah. Well, they asked her a question and then directly turned to talk about something else so that she would go away. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just rude. Yeah, so then she comes, like, all the other girls leave because she's sad, and then she comes down a little late, and they're already dancing, um, and she's just very uncomfortable about being there now. She's seen the kitchen staff, she's seen the people, she knows that she wasn't invited. Yeah. But then Marty comes over and is like, hey, you feeling all right? Yeah, he's trying to alleviate the situation, because he wants her there. He is very sweet. Yeah. He definitely wants her there. Yeah. Um, he's like, I gotta dance with these boring girls. Come on, let's, yeah. let's you and I dance. It's yeah. a fun way. Yeah, so he pulls her over and, ma- and they dance the jitterbug. Mm-hmm. He gets the band. Uh, he tells them to heat it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And he's like, right on. They were into that. <laughs> yeah. So the band heats it up a little bit. And they start to jitterbug, and it's really cute. Yeah, because then she starts having fun. She's yeah. smiling now. And everybody's kind of accepting her. Yeah, because she's an awesome dancer. Yeah. I don't know. I, I told Justine that this is how me and Sam are going to dance our first dance. Uh-huh. And we're going to die. <laughs> yep. The jitterbug looks hard and tiring. I just want to see Sam lift you up. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like, go down, and I'm like, oh, not coming back up. <laughs> You never know. We have we have like eight months of practice. <laughs> Get started. <laughs> um. So then all the all the, the the gals and gents they want to learn how to do this dance. So yeah. Annie is very popular. See, this is where like it separates from Pretty and Pink. Yeah. Whereas instead of being shunned and like cast out from the party, they accept her. Yeah. Just based on well, I think in Pretty and Pink. Oh, what's his name? Blaine? The bad guy? No. Blaine is the guy that she goes out with. Blaine is the guy that she goes Steph out with. Steph is the guy who's a jerk. Yeah. Blaine, he, he's like, he's not like Marty, where Marty is just like, come on, let's, let's just do it. Don't ignore them. They're crazy. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Blaine has that kind of like self-conscious kind of thing, which is a little bit more realistic. Yeah. Which is where I think, John, like I was saying earlier, John Hughes kind of perfected the 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 teen movie or mm-hmm. the teen pretty in pink um it made it a lot better than this movie because when you are in high society you, you're not gonna it's typical that you're not gonna get a marty type character it's hard it, it's possible and totally yeah in the realm of um possible but it is not very probable because you're raised to right to believe that you are Right, and he probably knows all those people all of his life and all their family, and they all do functions together, and if he were to be outcast from them, it would be a big deal. Yeah, so where Pretty in Pink kind of had it at a good separate, it separated it because that is really realistic. He 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 is very tied to that world. He doesn't necessarily agree with that whole world. But, but he didn't want to lose all his friends. Yeah, he didn't want to lose what he, he had he had built up his entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, Marty just didn't care. So that was that was nice. Um, then we go back. After the jitterbug, mm-hmm. uh, Mr. White, uh, Marty's dad, is standing at the side dancing and kind of having a grand old time watching the, the kids 
dance and uh, getting into it and says that it's a lot, pe it's really peppy. And then his, uh, his wife comes over mm -hmm. and uh, do you not remember this part? I remember, I don't remember what his wife said. I remember what the girl said. Well, his wife is like in agreement with the, the girl yeah. that Marty was originally dancing with. And says that it's, like, deplorable. Yeah, or... the girl said it was vulgar. Yes. and But then she starts getting into it. And she kind of softens up and kind of is a little bit more open to the idea. And especially when Annie starts teaching everybody how mm -hmm. to do the jitterbug properly. Her, her His mom actually did kind of soften. Which was... We didn't really get to see it because it wasn't really a focal point. But yeah. it wasn't... It, it's... I think she maybe she saw it. her son having fun. Yeah, because he was high stepping. Yeah, like totally. He was he was getting into it. He was getting down. Mm-hmm. And then they all break dance. <laughs> no, no, not this movie. That was the last, or that was two movies. Two ago. movies ago. Weird break dancing. Um. So yeah, we go back to Annie's home to see yeah. uh, Grandpa and 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 Pa. Grandpappy and Pappy. <laughs> yeah. They're talking, and then this loan shark comes over. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, that was weird. Yeah, and he's like, uh, you got that money? That, yeah, pretty much he took out money from these people two weeks ago, and they were here to collect, and, of course, he doesn't have the money, so they're like, okay, we'll come tomorrow to take all your furniture. Yeah. He put it, he took out the loan so that he could buy the uh, milkweed rubber formula. Mm-hmm. And so he comes up with this plan. He goes back into his bedroom and decides that he's going to put, find his tails that he got married in. And he's going to go crash the birthday party to talk to Marty's dad. Oh, so bad. Party foul. <laughs> he committed a huge party foul. Yeah, they just, okay, so we're back at the party, and they bring out this huge cake, and everybody's sitting down and having a good old time, Annie's accepted. Everyone's chill. And then Mr. Rooney comes in. Yeah, who uh, the butler believed was the entertainment for the evening. Like a magician. Yeah, and pisses Mama White off quite a bit, some more. Um... He decides that he's going to show Marty's dad the formula on how it works and how to make the rubber. Mm -hmm. So he does it right on their dining room table, like yeah. next to the cake and everything and the guests. And it's all these chemicals and stuff he's throwing in beakers with that milkweed milk. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hydrochloric acid and the, the special uh, ingredient formula. But he overcompensates. And uses too much of the formula. And it fill, it like, uh, bubbles up. Mm hmm And does that whole, like, chemistry reaction that you were always afraid of happening in high school. And, uh, fills the room with smoke. It's like noxious gas. I don't know how they were all dying. They were all dying. They were all coughing and, like, complaining. Those but people now have cancer. Yep, they do. Um... So, yeah, huge embarrassment. Dad ruined the party. So, and then the, the, um, Mr. White was like... Get this, get the fire department here and yeah, get this man out of my yeah. house. Like, get yeah. him out. And Annie's like, I, I'll leave too. I'll leave with you, Dad. Thanks for ruining my moment. Yeah, I'm Marty, sure. you know, he doesn't want her to go. No, he doesn't. He actually, um, as she's getting, or heading out the door, she has forgotten her wrap and her purse, and Marty rushes out and says, you don't have to go, mm -hmm. and it's really cute and a sweet, like, kind of tender moment. Yeah, but all of his friends are laughing at her dad now. Yes, and she doesn't think that she can... Fit in. Well, you think she doesn't think that she can stay there, because it'll just be a, another thing that she's not going to really get past this one. This one's a little harder. Yeah. Um, then we go... This is when they got, like, really... The, the rip from the DVD source that Netflix was using got really distorted and screwed up. Yeah. Poor quality. Yeah, this is another really kind of... It wasn't as bad as uh, His Girl Friday, but it was still 
very difficult towards the end. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so Annie's at home, and Myrtle calls her up and tells her all about her wonderful date with Joey. And how they have an understanding now. Yeah. Which is, is code for going steady. Yep. And he's showing her how to make an engine and whatnot. Yeah, it's really cute, because Myrtle is really... She was... Joey kept going on and on about his car earlier in the movie when he was taking Annie to the party, and Mm -hmm. Annie was just, like, trying to actually have a different type of conversation with him. She wasn't into what he was talking about. Um, But Myrtle really was. She really wanted to know how things worked, which was... It was nice to see the, the pairing... Yeah. Eventually. Um, but I think it's also funny, she's like, I had a great time with Joey, tell me all about your wonderful day tomorrow. Yeah. (laughs) Click. (laughs) It was like, we're not gonna ruin my moment right now Mm -hmm. with your high society bullshit. Best friends. Forever. So then Annie cries herself to sleep. Yeah. Those are some real tears. It was very sad. Mm-hmm. And she, like, pulled the petals off of her roses. Her dying roses. Yeah. <laughs> it was really sad and upsetting. Like, part of the... Shirley Temple was pretty good in certain par- aspects of the movie, and then other aspects, I was just like, you're really overacting, and no one really told you that that's that doesn't work so much. It works as a child, because children overact. Mm-hmm. And they overreact. But I think that's... There were just bits of it where I was just like, just tone it down just like a, a little bit. Let me let me see your emotion. Don't tell me. Um, so in the other room, uh, Grandpa and Mr. Rooney are having an argument. And they, like, argue all night. Grandpa's like, well, I'm going to go back to work then because we're losing the house. And Eddie's coming with me. Yeah, so he's like, I'm going to take her because you're being a terrible dad. You know, he's saying all things that I'm like, yeah, that's truth. (laughs) Truth. Respect and get better. So they argue to the morning till when Annie comes up again and it's just like, we're poor. You're you're not leaving. We're all sticking together. Yeah, I'm not going anywhere without uh, dad and you're not going to do this. Um... And the loan sharks come. Yeah, they start taking all of their furniture. And uh, then the neighbor landlady. lady comes. She says, you can't take furniture until I get my rent. <laughs> but they still end up taking it anyway. Mm-hmm. And then Mr. White and Marty come over. Oh, yes. Um, comes over and this is being... They are literally the... The repossession people are taking their furniture as Mr. White and Marty are walking into the door. Mm-hmm. Um, Mr. White, like, sits down and tries to have a conversation with Mr. Rooney. Mr. Rooney is kind of, kind of all over the place. And you don't really know where it's going until you cut back to Annie and Marty in her bedroom. Yeah, like, Marty, no, they were in the kitchen. They could not be in the bedroom. Oh, okay, whatever. <laughs> Yeah, Marty explains pretty much to Annie, like, why her dad, why his dad is there. Yeah, and uh, basically he wants to offer Mr. Rooney a job Mm -hmm. at $200 a month. And that's significantly more than what Grandpa was bringing in on his pension, and Grandpa accepts for him. But Mr. Rooney chooses to turn it down because he believes that his milkweed process is going to be what uh, is, like, striking his oil. Mm-hmm. He's going to get that money back. Um, Mr. Mister White says that he knows that there is a way to turn milkweed into, like, yeah. rubber-like substance. His company is already doing experiments on yeah. the milkweed rubber process. Yes, but he he doesn't think that the what Mr. Rooney has done is going to like serve any purpose. Yeah, he's not doing anything better than what they're doing. That's yeah. what he thinks. He's yeah. like, this is the same thing as what I'm already doing. Why would I? Why would I pay you for this? Yeah. But what happens is that Marty, unbeknownst to anyone, has sent off a piece of the the stuff that they've scraped off of the White's carpet 
to the chemist that works at his dad's company mm-hmm. to analyze it, who conveniently shows up right after Mr. Rooney turns down the job. Yep, good timing. Yep, that analy- that analysis, like, was really good. Mm-hmm. It was really, really fast. quick to test on all the things that he said it was capable of. Yeah, and uh, so they've actually discovered that the product that uh, Mr. Rooney accidentally made mm-hmm. is stronger than rubber and has more capabilities than like steel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's this wonder. It's a wonder. It's a wonder thing. And it would make perfect tread for battle tanks. Yes, which the army has been asking this rubber company for forever. Mm-hmm. He says this isn't rubber. It's something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was waiting for them to give it a name. And they never flubber. did. Flubber. This is where flubber came from. That's what I was thinking because it was green. <laughs> so then um, we see Aunt Marty and Annie in the background. They're gazing out the window and we cut around. And somebody says something about I don't know what. But the gist of it is it's all about you got to hold on to your dreams. Yeah, hold them in the palm of your hand and they will... Y- you can never let them go. Yeah, and then they zoom in, and then Marty holds her hand. And it's all cute. You were my dream. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That was how it was. Is like, oh, we're going to have, like, a weird existential moment, but whatever. Cool. You're cute. Be cute. Okay. Yeah. So, not exactly like Pretty in Pink. No. No. But very similar. Yes. Very similar enough to where... I question. Yeah. Well, everything is, everything's, we're, I feel like we're going to run into, the, we're, we have a lot of romantic comedies to watch. <laughs> we're going to be hitting the same topics a lot. I oh, think. yeah, no, I totally, I totally believe that there's, there's topics that work, but I'm, just, the way that it was structured was very similar. Yeah. The way that the beats hit were, was almost exact. Mm-hmm. And so that's where I'm saying it's it's almost a little too close for it to necessarily be a recreation. I think that Pretty in Pink is a better, stronger movie, mm-hmm. but... With a questionable ending. With questionable... <laughs> Everyone questions the ending. They reshot it because Molly Ringwald was like, uh... I know, she didn't like John Cryer. I get it. Ducky was cute. I liked Ducky a lot. Yeah! Yeah. Yeah. Everybody knows. But everybody wanted the happy ending. Okay, so I had a problem with Marty. Why'd you have a problem with Marty? He was too chipper. He was a Mary Sue. Yeah, he was a Mary Sue. He was always optimistic, always chipper, just like nothing... Rich boy had no problems. (laughs) Would you say he's the Bella of this love triangle? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Well played. Well played. <laughs> Though Bella's the opposite when you really think about it. Bella's not chipper about everything. She's just blah. Yeah, but like, he just wasn't realistic. No, I don't think. There are a lot of characters in this movie that were really, like, hyper realistic. Or not hyper realistic, hyper unrealistic. Mm hmm. Like, Marty being in the neighborhood was just extremely unrealistic. Joey was a little over the top. Like, I understand that they were trying to establish that he was jealous, but that only goes... I think think that being where we are and where movies are made, they haven't really realized that audiences don't need a lot to take away the point that they need to make. Mm -hmm. They're, they're, They're not really into subtlety yet. Because really none of the movies have really dealt with the subtlety of emotion. Or, I don't know. I still don't see that we have, like, a really huge romantic movie yet. Mm-hmm. Well, we're not going to watch a straight-up romance. No, but, I, I mean, romantic comedies have their own kind of style of romance. I still don't feel that we're getting to the level of Pretty in Pink. Or of um, something more like... Uh, Pretty Woman? Yes, Pretty Woman. Like, that's a that's a hugely successful romantic comedy where 
you you feel the romance. You feel it blossom. You feel it. For you spend the, characters. the movie going like get together. Yeah, you you really spend the mo. You really spend the moment or the movie being like Julie Roberts is perfect for this man, and he is perfect for her. He brings her out of her shell. He really puts her. He puts her. He takes her to the next level, and she takes him to a different level of understanding of the world. And that's I think that's where I have a problem i really liked his girl friday i think that's the closest one that we've watched Mm -hmm. that really has that dynamic of lifting each other to different levels um but i don't think we're we have seen one just like that yet right i wouldn't even call this movie a comedy it was very dramatic yeah there weren't any like actual bits there were no I think the slang maybe was supposed to, maybe. It was a teen movie. Yeah, it was a teen movie way before its time. Yeah. Like, those 50s uh, beach teen movies, like, that all came out in, like, in succession, you know, with um, Annette Funicello, you know. Yeah. That's that. That's where this belongs. It is just way ahead of its time, and I guess that's why it flopped. Well, I think it also flopped because... Charlie Temple was hugely typecast in this child star role, but they still had her under contract, and they needed to do something with her. Mm-hmm. And nobody was really that invested in her adolescence and her, I guess, teenagerness, and didn't really know what to to do with her. So they kind of just threw her into this this thing. When I was reading about it, she actually she really did not like this movie after it came out. Mm-hmm. She she just felt that it was it wasn't a good stri- a script. It wasn't very strong and she just I think mostly I think she what it came down to is she hated it because it flopped. It was the first movie that she had that really did mm. very poorly. And it's because nobody really wanted to see her in roles like this. They wanted to see those cutesy kitty roles. That's unfortunate. It is. It's unfortunate because it cut her career really short. Mm-hmm. She could have been, you never know, she could have been an amazing actress past her her uh, tweens, but nobody really was willing to give her a big, big enough chance. Mm-hmm. And there weren't indie films at this time. No, there weren't, weren't. It wasn't anything for her to go and, like, perfect her craft or learn from a more experienced director, or not director, actress or anything like that. It was it's it was a different business mm-hmm. than what we have today. What do you think the future holds for Marty and Annie? I think they're going to break up. I think it's just a like a summer fling. It's just a thing that's going to mm-hmm. happen. I don't think that they're going to stay together. I did not get that feeling. I just get, got that feeling that oh, well now this story is ended. I think Annie's family is going to be more well-off and maybe indulge things a little differently, but I think that her tastes and her beliefs in how the world is not exactly like her books is Mm -hmm. going to set in. And that's where maybe she'll just find him boring. He was boring. He was boring. So. Yeah. 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 This is a first love type movie. Mm Mm-hmm. But it, nothing it, substantial. It wasn't even, like, hardcore love. They were together two weeks. Yeah, it was attraction and... Puppy love. Puppy love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, puppy love's a good description of that. And I think we all need that. It's good that we... that we. Maybe we do need more movies like this. Maybe, maybe that is a thing. Mm-hmm. I think I'm getting Pretty in Pink and Sixteen Candles confused again because I swear there's a party in Pretty in Pink where there they is like a party. break up. What where they break up? Yeah. Okay. I mean, like she runs out at the end and he's like, "Where are you going?" And she's like, "Your friends are jerks." And she and then they go to her place, the the bar. Yeah. And then Ducky's a dick to him. Yeah. So then they just end up walking around because like none of their friends like each other. Yeah. That's that party. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. That's what I was kind of predicting that was what was going to happen at the, this party. Yeah, I wanted this movie to be more like Pretty in Pink. <laughs> that, was, that was my thing. When it started to change, I was like, no, be like Pretty in Pink. <laughs> be cute. Yeah. It focused too much on the adult problems and the kids' problems. Yeah. But still, you, you have kids in adult situations, I think. Mm-hmm. 
situations where they, they don't necessarily need to be just yet. Soon, but not just yet. They can have their puppy love, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Alright, you ready to rate it? I am. Okay, you go. I actually really like this movie. <laughs> because, no, I'm, I'm really into um, the teenage boom. Mm-hmm. I'm really into that. I'm really into Pretty and Pink. I'm really into those kinds of stories. <laughs> so I really liked it. Like, in the beginning, I like, I love this movie. This movie was made for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Um, but yeah, it, it, the Marty character, him being so, like, less than one-dimensional is problematic. Um, so I just give it four, four pretty and pink dresses. Ah. Okay. I got a little bored in the middle. I felt like the middle was way too long, and I wanted things to move at a little bit of a different pace. I wanted less of, I don't know what I wanted less of. I just wanted less of the middle of the movie. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm going to give it, like, a two and a half wilted rose petals. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> so, next week, we will be watching 1943's The Crystal Ball, which sounds like there's magic. Ooh. But there's not going to be magic. Oh. Unless it's love magic. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can listen to us and download our episodes at thecutaways.com. Please subscribe to us on iTunes and comment. We really would like some comments. Yeah, let us know what you think. Yeah, we love love. Love love. Hearts. <laughs> um, but we are also on Facebook and Twitter. And if you just search The Cutaways Podcast or Cutaways Podcast... At either location, you will find us. You'll find us. We'll be there. Maybe. I hope so. We might be asleep. I don't know when you're listening to this. <laughs> but we will We will <laughs> promise to get back to you. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for listening. We hope that you come back next time. Yeah. Bye. Have fun. <laughs> <laughs>